Pigeons 420. Mr. Grow It. And Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV. From the Stash Podcast. From the Stash Podcast. It's definitely, uh, it's cool, man. I'm glad to be smoking with you guys. Chris, Pigeons. Good day. Yeah, glad to be here. I'm definitely looking forward to this discussion today. I'm talking about legalization, something uh, I think almost all of us want to happen is for cannabis to be legal and us to freely be able to, you know, not only consume, but also be able to grow. So um, this discussion is going to be revolving around that. Yeah. You ever get a deal where your desk is so fucking crowded, you got nowhere to put a thing you just picked up? You're like, how was that there two seconds ago? Now I can't put it back. Like, I got to get a new setup here. What, yeah, I was going to say, what you need is a, a camera that captures three quarters of your desk and you will keep nothing on it. Imagine that. You know, everything is just stashed on this little table, little bong table off to the side, just full <laughs> top stuff smart. full on top of the fridge, but not on the desk yet, not on the desk, just this horrible product placement. Very smart man. Very smart man. So I don't know about in Canada. I know here in, in America, we've got some states that some are unexpected for me. I didn't expect to be on the ballots this year for legalization. Some little slower than honestly anticipated when it comes to especially full legalization. But in particular, right now, we've got four states for recreational adult use. We've got Arizona, Montana, New Jersey, and South Dakota. South Dakota is one I was kind of surprised to see on there. But, you know, stereotypes of certain areas, things change over time. I think a lot of it is the financial gain. A lot of these places are looking to change more. And then on the medical side, Mrs. fucking Sippy, Mississippi. Yes, believe it or not, Mississippi is pushing it. I don't really know too much about what their plan is. I know it's not as flexible as what a lot of other states have done, but any form is a start. And then also South Dakota. So South Dakota is going all in on rec and medical. That's good to hear. It's nice to hear the variety of states. Mississippi, yes, slightly surprising to me, but you know, this is a new shift in perception around cannabis. You know, you see the slow, definitely slow changes that are happening, not just domestically, but internationally as well. You've got Canada that's uh, went, went legal uh, you've got other countries that have gone legal, um, and, and, and naturally, you'd see that the United States is going to follow suit. It's going to be slow. I think you're going to see these states go one by one. But what is encouraging is the diversity of the amount of states that are getting on board with legalization of cannabis. So this is a this is a big step and something to be celebrated for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at the um, uh, article by Leafly right now, kind of showing like the current polls. Um, and Rob just mentioned kind of the states that were on the ballot this year. And it looks like most of them are going to actually pass. Um, The South Dakota looks like their uh, medical is looking to pass, but they're um, opposed, mostly opposed to the actual rec side of things. So that would be interesting. Mississippi is kind of a 50-50. So that's probably the state that probably won't pass, in my opinion, might not pass. Mm -hmm. Um, And then then Arizona, this is what, the second time it was on the ballot or or third time? Yeah, I believe second. uh, it's looking like it's a 55-37 as of right now. So I don't know what these um, what these are as far as like how accurate these are, but it's looking pretty good for most of those states, and, and that's great to hear. Uh, I myself am in a legal state. I'm in Nevada. Um, so I've been legal since 2016, um, but definitely rooting for, for the other states to, to come along on board. And what I think is important, too, to note is that uh, even if this is not like Mississippi, you're saying it's 50-50%, I think what is important here that is that it's on the ballot. You know what I mean? One time you're going to have these people making the votes. You're going to see where people stand. The, the constituents are then going to realize, okay, either they are 
for what I believe in or they're against what I believe in. They will realign themselves in like the next by-election or I'm not sure how the, the electoral process in fully works at a state level in, in the states. Um, but uh, it's, these, it's these small changes. Whether it makes the ballot and gets denied the first time, that's a step forward. That is a step forward. See it on the ballot. So champion that for sure. Good one crazy thing on the ballot is in Oregon. So in the U.S., they are looking to potentially legalize regulated medicinal use of psilocybin or shrooms for those of you who aren't familiar. And I see the benefit in there, especially with depression and being able to help people on the, the mental side of things. So medically, I totally get that. Then the thing that was a little more uh, kind of stood out to me, we'll say, is the decriminalization of small amounts of all drugs. So uh, John you know, Green Goblin broke down a good point. He's also on the call here if anybody has not picked that up yet. But um, it's crazy to think, you know, that people could just carry their own like small amount of drugs on there and there's no problem. But at the same time, you do get where somebody, let's say, has a serious drug problem and they're just consistently going to prison or jail and it's taxpayer money that does pay for that often. So would it make more sense to maybe help those people medically or get them into some sort of like treatment or always punish them for crime? So it's, it kind of opens it up where it's a double-edged sword as some people are going to take advantage of it, just like anything good, people take advantage of it. But to see decriminalization of all drugs, that was a very interesting one to me. Like, wow. What do you guys so, think? So you're talking even even like heroin and meth, all that stuff would be everything, decriminalized entirely. In small amounts of everything. Wow. Yeah, uh, I have a massive issue with that. The issue with that is, as you mentioned, uh, the alternative that we're doing right now is people are getting locked up for small possessions of drugs. Taxpayers are paying for that. When you decriminalize of all drugs, you're not you're not changing that dynamic. Taxpayers are still going to be on the foot for for the fines. Um, it, it, when it's decriminalized, it just means that it's no longer criminal. It's still illegal, but it's not criminal. So it's the same way that you can get a traffic ticket. You can be 20 over the speed limit. It's illegal to speed, but it's not criminal. So you're not going to jail for it. But the taxpayer is still on the hook because the, the state is not able to make any revenue on a decriminalized substance or, or any kind of product for that matter, because you can't regulate it in terms of how much can someone have? What you can, but then where are they going to get it? Because although it's decriminalized, it's not legal to sell. It's not legal to make. It's not legal to dis to, to distribute or pack. You know what I mean? So you still need a, a an illegal framework, a black market to supply the the economy with those drugs. the The state or the taxpayer gets no relief from that whatsoever. So decriminalizing isn't 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 the solution. You need to legalize and regulate substances you know humans are going to make decisions and they're going to come into contact with things that are either good or bad for them and they need to be able to make those decisions for themselves and as long as those decisions don't impact others you know they're they're self-harming in, the in some case then then this shouldn't be an issue right so i do take issue with decriminalization but some argue it's a step in the right direction go ahead okay green goblin what do you got to add there bro yeah, I was just going to add that I absolutely 100% agree that is the best way to go about it. But at least in the meantime, some, uh, you know, small users aren't going to go to jail every single time they get popped and get caught with a, a bunch of fines and a bunch of, you know, hotel bill sure. and all this. Yeah. It's and that, they may well, it's actually sword. be able to uh, get into treatment with the money that they're not spending on jail and not right. be in the same cogwheel. And eventually the taxpayers wouldn't have to pay hypothetically that sounds great but the reality is is that somebody who gets busted with a small amount of x you know whether it's 
uh, cocaine, whether it's methamphetamines, I'm just gonna say X. When you get busted like with that, you're, you're still, yeah, you're still getting, you're still getting fined. So these fines could be atrocious. You know, you could be for, for say a gram of Y, I'm going to say instead of X, you could be charged <laughs> $1,500. There's no, there might not be any rehab as, as associated with that ticket. There might not be any kind of, any kind of formal rehabilitation. It could be a fine, which is then going to even further hip, inhibit somebody to be able to rehabilitate themselves. And then again, the same thing is, is if you, if you were in it for the, 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 the smaller individual, medical assistance or rehabilitation would be number one. That's why you would want to regulate that product. By decriminalizing it, you're putting the hands in the cartel or the money and the resources in the cartel because they're the only ones that can profit from a decriminalized system. Why? Because it's not regulated. You don't have a framework for people to really profit from. It's only a, because you you can't sell it, right? If it's decriminalized, it's still illegal to have, still, uh, except for maybe small amounts, but it's still illegal to sell. It's still illegal to distribute. So who is doing that? illegal cartels so yeah, a small user a small it, user yeah. falls through the cracks while a powerful gang cartel or mob is is gaining traction in a, in, a, in, a, in a market that they've already capitalized on because it's well it's the illegal market for a reason so bring that illegal market out of the darkness and bring it into the public light with proper regulation and and, and guidance and, pol- and policy and that's where a lot of it is like with legal cannabis is where in some states, some areas that's been the case is where they've almost over-regulated in some senses where like the people who've been Canada. doing it ethically are screwed. Yeah, the ethical growers, the, the mom and pop shops, the people who are doing it are priced out of what they're doing because of the full legalization where some people argue decriminalizing still makes it so you can do your thing in a sense. But again, like you were saying, when the fines come in, you don't, you're not going to go to jail for speeding tickets, but you will for multiple mm-hmm. and you're not paying them mm-hmm. unpaid. You know, and I bet you'd be the same scenario here if you're not paying you know, for five times getting busted with some pills that weren't, you know, your prescription at that point, you're probably going to go to jail. So it's really, there's good and bad. I definitely see it. Just, it's almost like you wish you could get everybody together and be like, all right, guys, let's just do this on the up and up. You're trying to get off of this stuff. So if you have a little bit on you, it's, it's you know, not the end of the world, but that just isn't how it goes. People right. abuse every sort of system. Cause it's I mean, got to come from somewhere, right? Exactly. And the big problem that, um, the only reason that I'm okay with the decriminalization is that most of the people in control in our political sphere are rather old and have old beliefs and um, don't necessarily understand legalization and taxation could be a good thing. Yeah. Well, and see, that's where I think looking at the taxation, that's where I think this is on the federal level and the state level. And we're talking U.S. It's, it's varies in Canada. I know we're going to get into that. Pigeons is, is the guy for that because I know nada. I'll fully admit that. But when it comes to America, you've got a lot of states that are struggling financially. And I think creating this new industry that's already there. That's the key thing. It's an industry that's already there in mm-hmm. most places mm-hmm. to oh, capitalize there. on there it, to regulate it, but to not poach it, to not go in and, and, and just slaughter it. And that's what a lot of these you know bills do is they leave it open for lobbyists and for big, big, gigantic conglomerates to come in and just take over. Michigan's bill was decent. The one that they put together was decent, but then immediately we had people lobbying to make it so the caregivers couldn't you know sell or donate, we have weird lingo here, their cannabis to the dispensaries, which is where the best quality and best price cannabis was. They were trying to say it wasn't safe. It was unhealthy. And the argument that they had had no fucking legs because most of these places were being tested the same uh, labs that you're bringing the stuff for the recreational side or for the big gigantic conglomerates. They're going to the same places. And some of these labs have been busted for dirty practices. So it's just crazy to see that again, the good gets open. Someone tries to do something good and it gets exploited so quickly, whether it be the little guys, the illegal side or even legal it's the bill is what matters most legalization decriminalization all these things like the actual
thing they're proposing, I think, is what people need to look into the most. So if you hear your state in this podcast or you're here talking about it, definitely look up the exact bill because Prop 1 was decent. I, I voted for it. I was for it. But what it's turned into, I'm not a big fan of at all. When it comes to um, full-blown um, decriminalization, it, it's something that quite frankly scares me. And, and the reason why is because if you're decriminalizing all drugs, we're talking heroin, we're talking fentanyl, right? I mean, the amount of people over the years, I grew up in Massachusetts, and literally hundreds of people that I've grown up with are dead, you know, due to that. So if... It's not a, if, um, an awesome subject. And the fact of the matter is, is even if it was decriminalized, the people that unfortunately passed from these drugs would already anyways pass because they get the drugs whether it's decriminalized criminalized illegal or not they're they're after the drugs and they'll find them if they're that persistent about it and it's a very yeah. unfortunate thing yeah i, it I feel opens like it's the floodgate more you know yeah people are going to think it's okay people are going to think it's okay people are, oh it's not as bad the fun it's not as bad of a penalty so why not do it you know if it's i'm only going to get fined it, why not do it and then all of a sudden more people I think deaths will increase, unfortunately, if it was full-blown legalization for all drugs. real unfortunate fact is that in the United States here, fentanyl is a Schedule II drug. It's not even a Schedule I. Fentanyl is easier to get online really? and shipped to your house legally than it is to get cannabis or... In the U.S. at least. In the U.S., yeah, absolutely. That's fucking crazy. I didn't even know that. And see, that's it, the problem, too. Is it's it a Schedule II drug in the U.S., and that's why they than... mix it into everything here to try to bump up their profits and get people hooked and blah, blah, blah. They're the bad drug drug dealers. Well, here's the big difference when it comes to drugs like that. You and I can't grow that at our house and produce it at our house. You know, with cannabis, I think that's why it's been so hard to push it through is it's not about keeping the people safe, the citizens safe, or doing what's best for people. It's literally regulating it for money. I know people here who their only thing they got in trouble with was the RICO Act for taxes. It wasn't anything to do with them doing illegal sales of cannabis. It came down to money. And it always breaks down to money. And I think that's where once the states are seeing what other states are doing or other countries are doing, it's easier to jump on board. But it, a lot of it flows down from the top. And, and we're going to touch on the presidential stuff. Just want to put this disclaimer out there. None of us have too strong of opinions, in my opinion, about either side, either party. This is totally just based on our opinions on the facts that we see that are listed out there that are in public areas you're able to look up. But when it comes down to like left or right, we are definitely not in that conversation. This is just about cannabis legalization and how it's impacted based on these things. So with that being said, going from the top down, if it was fully federally legalized, it's not up to the states, then we don't have different plans. We don't have different uh, you know, proposals that come into play that sound good on paper until you get deeper into it. We've got one full solid plan. And I get we're, we're in America, it's the United States. So we kind of leave it up to the states in that sense. But it's such a shit show. Some areas it's working real well. Some areas haven't had, you know, dispensaries or any area to get cannabis in a year plus. I mean, you've got Florida where you damn near got to be dead to get your card. There's a lot of variables that come into play where if it was on a federal level, it may be more attractive for the states to jump on board. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, leaving up to the states, uh, you know, when you start talking about presidential candidates, you know, Trump and Biden, I think both of them want to leave it up to the states, it seems like, uh, from what I'm gathering, um, you know, as far as full-blown legalization, I don't see that happening in the next four years, no matter which candidate um, gets chosen, um, but I could be wrong, I could be wrong there. Well, if they do, it's just like we were saying before the podcast, I think it's for votes. I don't think it's for authentically saying, hey, this will help our economy. This will help the people. They need it. It's That never seems to be the conversation. It seems to be using for that vote card to be like, hey, we're about it. And if you look back, you know, statistically, you know, not statistically, facts. Originally, you know, Biden was really 
for uh, moving into a Schedule 2, I believe it was, Schedule 2 narcotic. Yep. And that would be regulated by the pharmaceutical industry. And that's so no-no for me. I'm like, what the fuck? That's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. But then at the same time, you've got, um, I believe it was Sessions. Um, I think he rescinded it. One of the memos that basically, the coal memo that uh, protected states, their legal cannabisation, cannibal, cannibal, holy shit, totally stoned. Works out. Cannabis uh, legal reform, whatever they've set up, basically the feds can come in and fuck them over. So it's gotten to the point now where it's like both parties don't really care about cannabis. And when they do, when they bring it up, it totally, in my opinion, seems like it's just to get those voters to be like, all right, stoners, let's go here. Right. And I, I totally, I, yeah, I totally agree with that statement. I feel like at this point, if either party was going to come, what, what are we? How, how far are we away? You got November 9th, correct me if I'm wrong, or no, seventh, seventh, fourth. Canadian here, guys. Canadian. Um, I, uh, if you, if we haven't heard parties, candidates, champion for cannabis now, no, I think Chris, uh, Chris you're right. You're, we're not going to see legalization in the next four years. There's, there's not a chance. If it, uh, sorry, I'm not sure how you guys could hear me. Um, wh- what I feel is the same thing that happened in Canada. Uh, you had two parties that were essentially neck and neck in terms of popularity and the polls and just amongst Canadians. One of those parties, which just so happened to be the Liberal Party, decided to grab onto the cannabis ticket. And that ticket really increased momentum for that party. And uh, people give a lot of shame to single issue voters because they only come to the polls for one issue and one issue alone. It it doesn't matter what brings you to the polls. It doesn't matter. I don't care if it's one issue, a hundred issues, or just the fact that you've voted every, every election for your entire life. Going to the polls is a positive thing and I encourage it. Um, And, and I, I believe strongly that the liberal party in 2015 for the 2016 election, I could be incorrect here. Um, realized that there was momentum behind that cannabis ticket in terms of saying that they would legalize it. Um, once they were elected in 2015, I think is what it was, uh, it, it took two years for the, for, the, for the government to actually legalize it. And essentially, in my opinion, all it was was a drag out in order to say that we're working, 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 working. And then when we got close to another election, it was like, look what we've done. Look what we've done. You know, it just happened. Look what we've done. And, and it was done horribly, but I won't get it. That's for another conversation. So uh, I think Chris is right in terms of, will we see uh, cannabis legalization in the States in the next four years? I do not. I do not. I, I think both the parties need to get some life uh, injected into them when it comes to candidates and, and people that are at least under the 80 mark threshold um, when it comes to age. We need people in there that are a lot younger than that, that have fresher ideas and, and people that are going to champion for things such as cannabis and, and so forth. Yeah. So. And that are more connected to what's going on in the world. You know, I think that's the difference too, is people who they may have used cannabis before when it was, you know, partying times when you're just getting lit, turning up. And there's so many more benefits to it now, even just knowing a society that's more docile and relaxed during all the turmoil we're dealing with right now. If everybody was a little bit more stoned, maybe they'd chill out. Maybe they'd chill out a little bit. I mean, it's not guaranteed, but you know, I think that's where, yeah, yeah, it's very optimistic. I think that's the big difference though, is legalization state by state or country by country. It's going to vary depending on who puts this in place. If you've got, you know, the people who are in place saying, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Look at what they're going to do. Because the key thing is, is you may not have a bill that gets passed that's for the user, that's for the consumer. It's more for the corporations and the companies. So I think that's where you get into the point where it's perfect. We've got the next episode talking about um, family, basically, and growing. Because I've got my kids just screaming in the background. Perfect podcast day. (laughs) Perfect podcast day. Do you guys remember the time that BBC journalist was trying to do that interview? And his little one came in in the back. (laughs) 
through the back door and then his like wife comes sliding in and her socks on the floorboard and like oh my god did i relate to that so much you know and it's like oh the love uh, it was crazy. i know and i saw because you got a cat linger and i've got yep. this little kitten is somewhere around here i don't know where i've heard it meow somewhere here yeah dude it's that's the podcast life, you don't have man. A but life, i think you know shame no, shame no, on this you, is just Bob. it shame on you this is just it but i think that really summarizes it for you know legalization this year it's it's still kind of a shit show man you need to know local local is everything and not just statewide you need to look at you know your local community in your city where i live we just got our first approval for a medical dispensary mind you it's been legal here for 12 years 12 years i, I, I mean it's insane to say that i, I think uh, what's important too to remember is that yeah it's a shit show right now but as someone who is in canada and feels as if the way that it's been handled has been done in insurmountably ineptly no have has been done incorrectly uh we've 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 fumbled at every uh step of the way when it comes to uh, uh regulating who can be participating in the system how much of it can you have like there's a four plant minimum or, or sorry a cap maximum on yeah. on how many plants you can grow like come on it, there isn't a tomato plant there isn't limit there isn't a tobacco plant limit there isn't a uh, a watermelon plant limit you know you can grow you, there isn't a bottling limit no, hops for, for for liquor you know if you were to do hops you think so it's like so why on earth can you only grow four plants when it comes to that so the, so and i got a number of things you know in terms of how much you can possess at one time how much you can have the, the amount of people that are still being arrested for growing cannabis at home like it's it's an incredibly uh, daunting system when legalization is done incorrectly. So uh, uh, to, to, to build on your point, Rob, it's, it's, it's important, although yes, you may be brought to the polls by a single issue, please do your homework on the candidates in which you're voting for. It is very important to understand where these people stand morally, you know, fundamentally. Um, do they, do they, do they, clash or do they jive with what you believe in like I'm, I'm not trying to preach here but you know it's just uh, I, I know for a fact that my generation got pretty beat on when we vote when we i say we because that's what happened is we voted trudeau in um and and people said it was just a bunch of single issue voters and what i think we a lot of people failed to do was look at track records and look at look at do their homework and their due diligence on the candidates and so on and so forth so we, we've been th through a, a roller coaster to say the least in terms of our, our political um um, guidance over the course of this legalization but just just make sure you understand your candidates as best as you can before you go into the polls so you kind of get an idea what you might be in store for yeah i just want to echo that um you know definitely do your research i mean i'm not sure when this podcast is going to be posted whether it's before the election or after the election but um you know even if it's after the election, still make sure that you understand who is for it as far as like your local officials um, and, and support them. One thing that you can do um, to support reform of, of marijuana laws is supporting uh, nonprofit organizations like Normal and Marijuana Policy Project. Uh, and one thing that people don't really know about is who shops on Amazon. Almost everybody shops on Amazon. A lot of people okay. don't know that if you actually go to smile.amazon.com, any purchase you make through that website, it's basically the same website as Amazon, only it's uh, it's just separate for financial purposes. You can actually support a uh, nonprofit organization. So any purchase that I make through Amazon, it actually donates uh, on my behalf to normal. Um, and, and again, that's they're working towards reforming these cannabis laws. So um, smile.amazon.com, easy way to uh, work towards legalization. Huge step. had no clue. I'll be definitely changing up all the links if we can put them back on YouTube. Eventually, we'll do that. Yeah. So with that being said, man, I always enjoy talking everything cannabis, even politics with you guys. Of course, you don't normally get into politics, but we're getting into politics. You know, we'll, uh, of course, be smoking with you guys next time. For the crew here at From the Stash, Rob, 
pigeons. Chris, Mr. Grode, obviously, and Green Goblin on the one and ones and twos. Another blunt. Cheers, Stay guys. Yeah. Take care.